Hello, and welcome to the Dad and Buried podcast. As always, my name is Mike, a.k.a. Dad and Buried. Do I usually say Mike, a.k.a. Dad and Buried, or Dad and Buried, a.k.a. Mike? Uh, I don't matter. know. No, Everybody no. knows who I am by now, Pete. As matter. always. I like this. It as always. <laughs> this week, I'm here with my co-host, Pete, fresh back from a couple of weeks off, wearing fresh his Johnny Cash shirt and his hoodie. There we, we go. Are ready. You know what? We're a couple of dads. One of us is on social media. One of us isn't. We both have children. We have right? five kids between us. Wow. Five the, kids between us. I don't like yeah. the sound of that. Just daunting. No, no. It means that we've had a deep relationship where you <laughs> and I have engaged in child rearing for. Hey, man, we're almost at 100 episodes of this thing. I'd say it's a pretty deep relationship. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So uh, last week, Mom and Barry joined me and we did things you wish, things parents wish they'd known about being parents um, before they had their first kid. So Mom and, and Barry and is your had, wife. Your yes, Mom and Barry is my wife. Yes, follow her on Instagram. Um, we had so many home, comments on that. So many comments on that. We decided to split it into two episodes, and you are joining me for the second half of this. I'm topic. talking part two, everybody. And let me tell you, you said it yourself. You heard Mom and Barry last week. She really brought her A game together. We dominated the, the really the podcast sphere with yep. our first episode of, of this topic. So now you know what? There's a lot of pressure for you. You know what? And what I always like to do is like my dad always used to say, when there's a lot of pressure, just crumple up into a ball and start crying and maybe wet your pants. No one will mess with you. If you so, crumble up and we'll start see. crying we'll on this podcast, I think it'll go viral. So okay. I Good. would I would not mind. I'm not saying Ooh, I want that. Not, to not too viral. Not too just viral. Just a little viral. What's funny is, so um, some of the top, there's one particular topic this week where I'm going to bring up uh, an old an old reference from the podcast I'm excited to bring up. We haven't talked about it in a while. Some of the uh, some of the OGs, 90s kids will remember. There's nothing to do with 90s kids. So people who listen to the early days of this podcast will remember. I'm um, hooked. I'm hooked. I can't you're wait excited this, to find uh, out this, this sort of. What you're alluding to, because I also have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, well, you know what? I'm the consummate professional. I'm springing. It's a gotcha reference. I'm going to okay. get you. It's not that exciting, okay? Not uh. to you. In fact, <laughs> okay. Cool. Anyway, so um, we've had a couple of weeks off. We're we're back in action, ready to go. The war, the weather's getting warmer. Yep. Do you like that? That's what happens every year. It's my good. my five year old had his first uh, little league baseball game over the weekend. Ah. For some reason, for some reason, there's a they handful of weekends. Down. There's a handful of weekends where there are Saturday and Sunday games. Like he'll have a game on Saturday and on Sunday. So this weekend we had one on Saturday and Sunday, but Sundays got rained out, which was perfect. Saturday yeah. was just three hours of chaos with you know five year olds not knowing how to run. Nobody when they hit the ball, nobody runs. If they do run, they don't let go of the bat. They don't know where they're going. It's just it's fun to watch the little kids. Now, wait, uh, is it baseball for both kids or just the no, five-year-old? No, my ten-year-old, my ten-year-old did it for like he hung up his cleats. He hung and up. then he was like, "I'm out." He's like, "I'm done." He hung um, up. So my five-year-old would have done t-ball last year, but there was this thing called the COVID pandemic, so there was none of that. Huh. Um, so the coach pitches to him this year. Um, he had a pretty good time. There's practice. We have practice on Tuesdays. Okay. We need practice. I don't mind because he's like he's had so little interaction. Being a five-year-old, he doesn't go to the school. He has so little interaction with other kids that like right. this is good for him. Um, he's not particularly good. None of them are, right? I could crush these kids. Like if it were me, they would not be able to touch my fastball. Let's be yeah. honest. 
Yeah. You know, he got hit with the ball. He was playing shortstop, <laughs> and somebody hit a grounder and it hit him in the stomach. And he had like one of those delayed reactions. He was like, "What just happened? I don't know what happened." And then, you know, then the waterworks, as they say. Yeah. Um, but it went pretty well. Did your kids? Is, is your youngest the Hobbit? Is he playing? Is he playing? We're Lily? doing. Yeah, we're doing. I've got my ten-year-old and my five, six-year-old now. Both soccer. They're doing soccer. So soccer, soccer, right, soccer season just 10 year old, started. Ten-year-old loves it and is. And is great at soccer, right? She she really enjoys it, yeah. And it's great, it's great watching her. And then the my six year old, um, I don't think he understands w- what's going on. He's generally eating grass. <laughs> That's what all he, the kids are like at this age. Yeah, I love yeah, it. yeah. Even though we're playing on turf, he's eating it. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's a long road, but. Yeah, we're happy to be there. So that's one thing I wish I knew, or many parents probably wish they knew before they became parents, because you're like excited, like, oh, I'm going to teach my kid, you know, how to swing a bat and throw a ball. And then when you actually play, it's just just hours of nothing. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> swing a bat better. Yeah. I do yell a lot. I'm yeah. One of Come those on. Dads, especially for the five-year-olds. I yell at other people's kids. Like yeah. when, they, when the kid swings and spins in a circle, too, because he doesn't know how to plant his legs, I go in on that kid. I'm ruthless. The, the only reason I'm a coach is to yell at other people's kids. That's it. That's it's it. A nice, it's a nice loophole. By the yeah. way, that is a parenting hack, is to simply just become a coach of some kind, of any kind, a life coach, and you get to just <laughs> immediately yell at other people. You know, And everyone's like, okay, that makes sense. And you're like, cool. Fun fact, that's why Bobby Knight, joined uh became a basketball coach he was just yes. like i just love to take out my temper on other people's children but he also hated chairs too I, it's I do true well obviously yeah. almost as much as wrestlers hate chairs yeah. um so yeah that's what we're going to get into tonight uh, things we wish we knew about parenting before we became a parent because we all have preconceptions and, and they often turn out to be misconceptions um a lot of times we have kids for the wrong reasons you know i thought i was going to have like little servants and they were going to yeah do the things that I say and also like the things that I like, guess what? That's not how it works all the time. That goes back to my crushing into a ball and crying while also yeah. wetting yourself. Sort of that's in that camp of, yeah, that didn't work. Well, see, that's what we're going to get into. Hopefully one of us by the end of this episode is going to be crying some serious tears, right? This is like oh, a Barbara right. Walters thing now. We try to make each other cry with hard-hitting questions. I'm going to tell you, when I, when I hit you with that, uh, with that callback later, you're going to be... Oh, yeah, Waterworks? Yeah, Waterworks. Boy. I can't wait for this stuff. <laughs> All right. We'll get to it right after this. All right. All right. This week, we're going to be doing part two of things we wish we'd known about parenting before we became parents. Mom and Barry and I crushed it last week. We handled a lot of the stuff. Now it's a cleanup duty for Pete. You know, so far, you get, it's, it's going very poorly. So let's see if we can well, pick it up. Again, like we said, like we're not going to you're not going to be able to match Heather. But what you can do is go the opposite way and cry. Right. Just. Oh, I was going to, okay, fair enough. I didn't know exactly where you're going with it, but I, I accept. <laughs> you can go the Thank opposite you. way. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can talk about that after. So I want to remind everybody that uh, you can listen to last week's episode and obviously this one and every other one on uh, every, all, all of them are there on Apple and Spotify and anywhere you get your podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and check me out on Instagram and check my, my wife out, Mom and Buried Out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're all there. 
Um, love it if you would if you would spread the word. Coming up on 100 episodes. Not a lot of podcasts make it there, right? No, no, not at all. But we got there, like Terminator, just clawing our way one on. <laughs> yeah. Just, just not like I thought Terminator died. Nope, it's still there. Nope. The Dad and Barry podcast there. still going on. You, really? you thought he huh. was toast. You ah. thought we were toast, but guess what? It's we're so right weird because it got. I'm pretty sure he got crushed in in podcast one, episodes one through <laughs> through 57. No, it's still going. No. Wow. It's like there's like huh. 30 sequels. Um, wow. if you want. If you want to make sure we keep going like Terminator, you can throw us some money on Anchor or Patreon. You can watch individual episodes and see what Pete and I or Mom and Barry and I are wearing or how my hair looks on a particular week on YouTube. Feel free. You know, the videos are up there. We know there's some people out there that like to see yeah. the poor man's Michael Fassbender, right? That's what we came up with for you a while that, ago. Yeah, very poor. Yeah, your poor man's Michael Fassbender. Um, so uh, speaking of, of Michael Fassbender, you want to talk about Star Wars, to which... Michael Fassbender has no relation. Yeah, wow. What, a, Star Wars. what an unbelievable segue. You're he's in the Alien trilogy. He's in, or he's in the, yeah. the, the new Alien movie. Okay. All right? You can't just be like, he has no relation <laughs> and be like, well, he's in these other movies. Like, okay. They all take place in space. And all we right. talked about Terminator. I should have gone from Terminator to Fassbender okay. to Alien. And I didn't even do that. And you absolutely blew it. Look, let's get serious. We've talked a lot about things like mental health and parenting and like mm-hmm. all the different things like postpartum and whatnot. But what we what we haven't talked about and what parents don't understand is that, and this is key, if you show your kids the Star Wars saga and you start from actual episode one, you've ruined oh, it. You've completely yes. blown it. Uh, don't show them anymore and you've made a huge mistake and you're really an idiot, uh, like me. And so, so I was showing. That's what you did. You started from Phantom Menace, and you were like, "We're gonna go chronologically." I didn't know what I was doing, Mike. Why didn't I, you reach to me and you'd be like, "Mike, help me out." I didn't want to have yet another exchange. Uh, I didn't. You're like, want- Mike, I've only seen I Am Legend. Can you tell me something about these Star Wars films? And how we should watch them with my children. Who were you showing? Which kid? It was my middle, my middle kid. Okay. Yeah, and my daughter. And and the thing is, is that I, um, it should just come with a warning. It should just say, look, don't start at the episode one. I mean, literally, by the time they come to A New Hope, I mean, lit, like, my daughter's like, well, wait, isn't, okay, well, that, that, they're sister, brother and sister, so who cares? Like, uh, it's spoiled, yeah. Oh, uh, the whole thing. Star Wars. Like, How yeah, many did you watch? We watched all three. Like, okay, you know, but, but up you to, got up to, to a new hope or something. Yeah, we got to a new hope. And then by the time it was a new hope, it was just like, yeah, I know. We get we get it. Yeah. Like, it, it's it, all anticlimactic. It had yeah. all, like, none of the drama was there. It was all really pretty, like, mundane. Can I tell you, because um, there's a lot of discussion about this, as you can imagine, on the interwebs, there has been for years. And what I think the best sort of approach is, if you don't go 4, 5, 6, which is New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi, and then go to the prequels, the way they were released, basically release order. If you don't do that, um, I have heard that the best experience is to do a New Hope, then do Empire, and then you don't even watch Phantom Menace garbage 
you watch Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith as like after you know the biggest spoiler in the series, which is the Luke Vader relationship. I'm not even, for some reason I'm scared to even spoil it here, <laughs> where you find out that Luke is Vader's son. Then you put the the second two prequels because it ends up being like a flashback to here's how Darth Vader got here, and then it goes to Return of the Jedi, which is like the culmination of their story. Huh. I would. I actually stopped listening to you uh, halfway through, but. <laughs> Not not a bad idea. I mean, look, anything is better I than what I did. I think it's called the machete order. I think that's what it's called. God, and I don't I, know why. Anything is better than what I did. I was like, I was, uh, it, it would have been so much, but just start with A New Hope. Forget the prequels. But did start she like the, the prequels? Yeah. Okay. And it just completely ruined, like, it just all, like, so can you imagine, just imagine what a fucking shitty parent I am, because here's what I did. I just completely destroyed the Star Wars experience yeah. by taking the three arguably worst just movies ever made <laughs> and showing those to my daughter who like them. And then by the time A New Hope came around, the main one, she yeah. was like, yeah, there was no drama. There was no suspense. Every, yeah. Everything was on the table. It was like, oh, well, that's Vader. That's the dad. He's like, well, when does, does he tell him he's a dad yet? Oh, like, no. I mean, it was the whole time I was like, just, you don't understand. She's like, Dad, why are you yelling at me? And I go, <laughs> you, you just don't understand. You're, God damn it. I and can't believe. Immediately crumpled into a ball on the floor, started crying. I feel like there's no chance a kid who, like, from their generation, like my son's generation, I feel like once they've seen, like, the newfangled special effects that are in the new prequel, and then you try to go to the 1977 lo-fi version, they're just going to be like, what the fuck is this? You need to hook them with the story with the originals. Yes. And yes. then they're dazzled by the prequels, all the shit. Yeah, prequels and stuff. then let them get unbelievably disappointed with that last one. Where it was yes, like, what was, trilogy, the, what yeah. was the last one where it was like, oh, yeah, and the guy can walk on water. Oh, and I forgot to tell <laughs> you, but there's like a million Death Stars. Oh, and. Oh, yeah, God. it was not, it was not good. So there you go. Talking about it. things you, you wish you knew about parenting before you became a parent, you wish somebody had told you the machete order of Star Wars, which is the yeah. proper way to show your children Star Wars. Well, when I when you say told me, I wish they had texted it to me because I don't want to hear the way you described it. It was That was too much. Hey, I didn't even like saying it, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. All right. All right. So that was a fun story about how you ruined just, a, you yeah. know, your kids' lives in a new, in a fun new yeah. way. Yeah, you yeah. thought you had a gimme. You're like, I can't yeah. wait to start. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be good. And nope, another bag of poo. <laughs> so I think it's a good segue into our topic because the very first comment I have here is from Jamie Lynn Spears. It's not actually Jamie Lynn Spears. It's <laughs> Jamie Lynn 1317. She says, all the she wished she had known that all the plans you have for your kids go to shit the second they're born. They do what they want. You're your second kid. And then your second kid comes along and will demolish all the good parenting ideas you thought you won, that you thought you gleaned from your first kid, right? The point is that, as I said this last week, and I've said this a million times, there is no way to prepare for being a parent. I don't care how many books you read. I don't care how many kids you've even had. The only thing having extra kids does is make you care a little bit less. It makes you a little bit uh, less anxious, maybe, about the newer kid because you're like, oh, this will be fine. That'll be fine. And I think the, every kid you have, you get more and more lax. You have three. You barely yeah. even know the third kid's name. 
Listen, Greg or Jeff or whatever his name is, look, he's adorable. He's great. Uh, not very good at soccer. Loves AstroTurf. Um, two breakfasts. To loves two breakfasts. He does actually enjoy two breakfasts. It's incredible. So, yeah, I mean, look, you, you, you definitely get – it's hard. I, I, you can't possibly plan. However, you can have ideas about what you sure. think you want. But and that's half of it. I mean, look, as long as you're attent- attentive, attentive, yes. attentive, uh, you can do the best you can. Also, these kids are they're their own entities. That's a big one, right? And you got to be willing to adjust your yeah. ideas, right? Like it's like Bill Parcells used to say, like he treated Lawrence Taylor differently from everybody else on the Giants because Lawrence Taylor, one of the best players of all time. Guess what? He gets slightly better treatment, or at least different treatment than some the, the scrub. The, yeah. the left guard, right? So. Exactly. Because also he was just filming the movie. Uh, what is it? The whole, what was it? The His movie. Yeah, Any Given Sunday. God, Any Given good. Sunday. He was, was yeah. That so was good. long after he played for Parcells. But it was good. That's a, that's like I the disagree. fifth movie you, you've seen. I love when I you disagree. bust out a movie reference. I Am yeah. Legend, the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> yeah. And I Am Legend too. Any Given too. Sunday. <laughs> um, all right. So the next thing, and this, this one, this subtopic because I divided our main topic into subtopics. Um, this one hits close to my heart because I'm a pioneer in this space. If I don't say, if I don't mind saying so myself. And then this is what a bunch of people came in and said, you are, you're they wish they had known. I am a trailblazer. They said they wish they had known that it was okay to hate parenting. Um, and then basically that's my whole mission. Just yeah. letting people know. And it's just really an accident because I just like to talk about how I hate parenting and people have decided if I do it, then it's okay for them to do it too, right? So now they feel good about it. Yeah. You know what? I'm a hero. I'm a hero is what I am. And a bunch of people said that. Mrs. Schultz, 1988, said, I wish just one person had told me that I don't have to enjoy every moment. So one of those notorious platitudes that parents hear right. all the time is, um, you're going to miss this, right? You're going to yeah, miss, yeah. like, your kid's throwing a tantrum and you're annoyed and some old woman's like, oh, you're going to miss this. No, I'm not going to miss this particular thing. Yeah. I don't have to cherish or enjoy every single moment, right? Yeah. Some moments are crap. Yeah, you I mean, that's... stop and pay attention and smell the flowers, and I think that's sort of the point is to, you know, you should realize that things move faster than you think. What is it, the, the days are long, but the years are short kind of thing? But I'm not going to enjoy every moment. I don't enjoy every moment of of good moments yeah no i know i'm not i'm definitely not enjoying this moment but um (laughs) i think one of the things that you just have to keep in mind as a parent is um what's really hard to keep in mind i should say is the moment that that in particular moment you're tired you're exhausted yeah please just do this thing that i'm asking no you're getting pushback come on please no it's becoming a thing it's getting bigger and it's just like you're on fire and then eventually the kid goes to bed and then you're in bed and then the next day you wake up and you try and do it. But over time, you start to forget that. Yes. And what you only remember is the time that the the, you, the kid went sledding down the hill and oh. then hit hit that jump and then totally nailed that snowman. Um, that's the <laughs> that, kind That didn't of, happen. You're lying. Well, I know. But that you could imagine what it would be like if it did. It would be pretty awesome. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, you forget the, the you, you start forget to, the you, minor bad stuff. Yeah, and you start to kind of cobble together. It's interesting how that works. Looking back, I mean, I have a 13-year-old and a six-year-old, and just it is interesting looking back and kind of forgetting how it used to be. Um, I, I viscerally remember just the exhaustion of the younger yeah. time, like just just being 
overly exhausted. So I do appreciate. Um, but it fades. It fades, right? It fades. You but you said it. You said it last week, actually. Like you know, each each phase comes with a, it unlocks. A it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it closes one set of issues and it kind of opens up another set. You just got to be. Oh, the one thing I will say, actually, is and this I think is directly I I when I had when we had our second, um, it it sort of just clicked to me. I remember I wanted to go out um to go up my party yeah, yeah yeah i wanted to go out and meet some friends who we had met we had made plans and what i realized is that there is this really strange thing that happens whenever your desire to want to do something <laughs> is 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 deep meaning Making like sense. okay i, I want to go and yeah what i've made plans with friends i made you know everyone knows about it it's it's on the books yada yada but that as that moment approaches your desire to actually leave the situation will inhibit inherently make your uh, whole physicality and mentality make it worse. So the kid is going to reflect the energy, that, yeah. and the energy changes, and the kid becomes worse, and then you become worse yeah. because it's 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 direct conflict. The more you pull, and the just, more uh, you pull, the worse it's going to get. And so the only thing you can do, honestly, is you just got to lean into this shit. You just got to lean into it. Be like, all right, well, I guess I'm not, you know. I'm not going to go for a little period of time, whatever. Like, you know, I'm going to be late. You know, I, I know I said I'd meet up at 730, but it looks but like it's the thing. Late. You got to you like you got to loosen your grip a little bit, but it's not easy. Right. It's, a, it's you know, so I'm hard. still not it's good so at hard. it. Still not good at it. Um, the other Kira Simon says that there will be some she wish she had known there will be some moments where you won't like your kids. They can be assholes just like us. And I mean, they're just human beings. And guess what? They're cuter and they're yours and they're vulnerable and all that stuff, but they're also just worse at being people, right? Some of the stuff they're worse at makes them adorable and precious, and some of the stuff they're worse at just makes them fucking annoying and makes them a liability to go out somewhere with. And you're allowed to acknowledge that and to be yeah. like, you're not horrible if you're like, my kid is being a dick right now, and maybe yeah. it's not his fault, but it's exactly. still happening. It's like, look, we're either getting in this club, stopping a dick man up <laughs> and it's club. just come on let's go okay i know you're quote unquote tired but suck it up man honestly this is the hottest club in town exactly let's it's got this. everything babies all right <laughs> <laughs> um nino so the, the next topic i had was how people wish they had known so nino the underscore says she wished she would known that the kids would never go away they are always with you they're always asking for shit that they don't even know exists. They're always up in your face, right? So I put here in the little notes um, about my wife. So when she was in high school, and this has been on like sitcoms and shit and all sorts of variations. I didn't have it in my school because I went to an all boys school. It's great. Um, they had to carry around like some schools. It's like you, you have health class or something, and to teach you the responsibility of a baby, you have to like carry around an egg for a week and not break it. And like I think hers was like a bag of flour, right? And you have to have a bag of flour so you can understand like how heavy it is all the time and you have to hold on to it. And I think that's a clever way of teaching you that when you have a kid, it's a burden and it ruins yeah. <laughs> your high school experience for right. sure. For sure. Right. Although my high right. school experience, you know, honestly, it couldn't really go down from where it was. Maybe a baby would have livened things up. Well, Mike, my, my baby would be like in college now and I'd be all set. You'd be the only clarinet player with a bag of flowers scratched <laughs> your chest. <laughs> Hey Mike, how's everything going? Did you just talk to him? Yeah. P butter 
Her pea butter mama says you will. Uh, she wish she had known you would literally never go to the bathroom and not at least have someone try to talk to you. So I, you know, I've gotten hugs when I've been on the toilet. You know, kids they don't know anything about barriers or privacy or what's appropriate or inappropriate. So yeah, and I know moms, um, uh, the moms on Instagram are always talking about how their kids will never leave them alone. They're always trying to get in the bathroom. One of the big jokes is that the kids will just. The dad will be out like on the sofa, you know, or on his lounge chair, Barca lounger, having a good time. And the kid, instead of asking him for a snack or can I have a snack, will go to the bathroom where mom is <laughs> and ask yeah. her. That's yeah. one of the big raps that dads get. You know, they, guess what? Yeah. If that happens, that's not dad's fault. That's the kid's fault. Yeah, that's the kid's fault. Because when they do come to dad, because they do, when I'm lying down, I go, go see your mom. She's yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you just, whisper that so yeah, yeah. she can't just, hear just, it. But, Dad, it's right there. Can you just pass me the toilet? No, no, no. no. Shh, shh. Just go go see Mom. She's in. She's using the toilet right now. Go now. <laughs> go right now. Which toilet? The Don't knock. Just, just go. Don't knock. Um, all right. So this this section is for you, right? So um, not entirely, but you have more kids than me. As we've said, the one way in life that you are superior to me is that you have three kids and I have two. Yeah. Emma, Emma, Emma R. Dehan says she wished she had known that two kids is not just one more kid than one kid. It is infinitely more kids than having one kid. So going from zero kids to one changes your life, blah, blah, blah. Going from one to two, you know, it blows up your life. Like all of a sudden you've got two kids. We have a kid at 10 and five and trying to manage their totally different schedules and interests is really hard. You have long said that going from two to three is not as big of a leap, correct? Well, Michael, thank you. Thank you You're very welcome, much for, for, you have the floor. for passing it. Yeah. The, so I believe that go, going from zero to having a kid is 100% change in your life. Yes. When you go to have that second kid, you're like, oh, okay. I, all right. I guess it's going to be like a 50% change. It's not. It's a no. 100% yeah, change from more, that yeah. 100%. You think you have no free time. There is nothing that will tell you how little free time or how much free time you actually have than having two kids because you just it's all gone. Right. Like you, you go from a zone yeah. defense to man on man. Any minute what, you had is now gone. But what's interesting is the and so the fear that I had having a third one, I thought it was going to do that again. And what it ended up happening is it was like a 15 percent. Mm-hmm. So it was like 200% leaps and then a 50 because you're going to the park anyway. It's seven o'clock in the morning. So you got you're already you up. thought you were getting a smaller leap from one to two. Yes. But you actually got that smaller leap from two to three. To, from two to three because you, 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 any, because here, at least for, for, for me, you know, there were days that I would sleep in and then, you know, my wife would get up and I would get up yeah. and then she would sleep in. That's all out the fucking window. The second you have two kids, the two kids, it's like you're both on, yeah. like or or basically as a, as a dad, like you're doing double duty so you can give you know your wife a, a break for a little bit or whatever. What we're but, saying is, yeah. don't have more than one kid, but if you do, have more than two, or <laughs> have multiple wives. That's the other way to oh, go. Oh, that's just have multiple debate. wives. If we yeah, got because, any uh, yeah Utah listeners. Well, or or if if you just generally like to be wrong, and I do, so oh, just God. yeah, just if you really like to be wrong, just like stack up those wives, and there you go, they'll just be like exponential. You thought wrong. you couldn't have been more wrong before? Get <laughs> nope. another wife. You realize oh, how many kids you have? <laughs> Three plus a wife. Okay, well that's very wrong, but now I have two more wives. Okay, that's extraordinarily wrong. Yeah, 
So. So Sarah underscore J two eighty one echoes that. She says having a second kid cuts your chances of sanity in half. She yep. wish she had known that. They're never good at the same time, and that is really irritating, right? So either and not just never good at the same time, right? So like they're never napping at the same time. They never want to watch the same thing. Uh, if one of them is eating dinner well, the other one won't. If one of them gets up, if one of them sleeps late, the other one gets up early. They just they just work in tandem to make sure that they're just destroying everything about your life. Um, and I do think it does get a lot worse when you have two. But the love just you know oh what my God. you know what it's also so grows 100 percent the amount of love in your heart. Yeah. The Slovak says. K. Slovak says that he wishes they she, he, he or she knew that having them close in age isn't that great. They fight a lot. Larger age gaps are way better. Like I have a five-year age gap. They fight a lot too. I don't know that that makes that much. Unless it's 10 years where one is mature and one isn't. Uh, I don't think the that's age key. gap really can prevent no, the sibling. No, that's, really, that's another really good point. If you're going to have multiple kids, wait at least 15 years. Okay? <laughs> Just really get that babysitting care yep. in okay. there. You understand? So have three kids. Is it going to be gross? Sure, it's going to be gross. Yeah. It's going to be the most disgusting thing anyone's ever seen. But guess what? You'll be just fine because your 15-year-old kid is going to take on. care of that zero-year-old baby. What's the, what's the gross part? That someone is seeing you and realizing there's a 15-year-old and yes. a one-year-old and they're like, yes. what is this baby? Yeah. Well, first of all, <laughs> look at you. Come on. <laughs> You're, you've aged horribly, and you're just Honestly. gonna be you're gonna be withered away, and there you are having another kid, and of course you're gonna be like, oh, I can't believe this sucks so much. Take so there you go. I just kind of I just kind of laid it out for everybody. I like this. So so have three kids. Yep. Have each of them 15 years apart. So you have a 30 yep. year old, a 15 year old, and a and a one year old. Yep. And make sure when the 30 year old shows the younger kids Star Wars. He yeah. starts with a new hope. You gotta start with new hope. I say it every time to my thirty-year-old. You gotta start with <laughs> new hope. Don't show little Johnny, fucking Phantom Menace, you dick. You idiot. Um, all right, so a couple, a couple of a quick categories here where people did not understand um, just the amount um, and the expense of things, right? So, so much food was a subtopic that I created because a lot of people were like, I did not realize. Uh, how much food these kids were going to eat all the time. Bat, like, uh, B-T-L-A-L-I-C-K-R, battle liquor. It's interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> says right, they sir. are constantly, all the time, and every second, hungry. They always want some food, meal, fruit, snacks. I will say, my kids don't so much want meals, but they are always hungry for snacks. Yeah. Always. Yeah. All they want. Yeah, and you know why? It's because it's just there's delicious high uh fructose corn syrup in it and which makes everything taste amazing i agree um my i'm lucky enough to only have i i can tell that blatt liquor uh (laughs) (laughs) is uh has sons uh and has boys because my daughters eat when i say one pea at a time it's like I mean, like like avian, like little avian birds, like just the slightest, daintiest amount of food. It's, but your little hobbit, your little oh, hobbit. He'll, well, he, he's making up for it, finally. Finally, we have somewhere for the food to go before it goes bad. <laughs> you just give it to the old garbage All the food disposal. That, yeah. that your daughters were wasting. He exactly. Up. He's like, another stick of butter? 
Yum. Did she eat um, dog food? Because M Plahuda 0614 oh. says that she wished she had known that kids like dog food more than human food. Is that true? The kids like dog food more than human food? Let's see, I don't know. I feel like we're on the set of Saw 5 on this one. Uh, I don't really know. Maybe. Have you ever eaten a milk bone? Yes. Have you ever tasted one? That's a, what is that, a dog treat? No, I, no. Yeah. It's no. a dog bone. When I was a little kid, we had a dog. Um, and we had, me and my brother sometimes would, would take a bite or two. What, I mean, it's is, real food. It's it's probably better for you than like a hot dog, which is I'm like sure. rabbit trails, right? Yeah. Low bar. Anyway, I don't know that I'm going to say that. Uh, I don't know that I would file that under like every parent wishes they knew kids preferred dog food to human food. But, you know, I hope you're doing okay with that input. <laughs> yeah, is everything okay? <laughs> Listen, reach out. Reach out to people more often. So is dog food more expensive than human food? Because the next complaint is that uh, these people didn't know how expensive kids were. Depends um, if you're getting Caesars or Caesar's dog food. Is that yeah. kind of dog I don't food? know. I, I don't have a pet, but I'm just thinking of like expensive dog food advertisements that I've been watching. So a, so a handful of people complained about how how they wish they had known how expensive children were. Um, and I think when before I had kids, when I think of like expense, I would think of like oh, college is going to cost a lot of money, that kind of stuff. I don't know that I I thought a lot about even like. If they're if they're not breastfeeding, if they're on formula, right? Like that can get really expensive. Diapers, are, it's really rewarding when you're done with diapers. Like if you have multiple kids and you're finally all done, because diapers get really expensive. And then if you have little hobbits in your family who eat multiple breakfasts, food can get really really expensive. Um, but Sarah Katani or Sarah Kate Ny potentially says that um, it's the childcare that is really expensive for her and also really stressful to manage the time oh, if you okay. have. So the big thing in New York, and I'm sure in other, in other big cities and other places are, if both of the parents work, the kid, one of the kids has to be, if they're not in school, he has to be in daycare. Then you have to decide is this one of those salaries. So whoever makes the least money in, in your family, does that offset the cost of daycare or, or does it make more sense to stay at home and not spend the money? Are you going to save money? Right. If you don't pay for day- daycare because you don't make enough money to cover daycare, like my wife and I have, have gone through this. Um, and there's been times where she was just like, I would rather be home. And it was like, really doesn't make a difference. You're not making enough money to like make that much of a difference. So, you know, have some bonding time with the kid. Did you guys ever discuss that? Yeah, I wouldn't put it as callously as that, Mike. Um, it sounds like you've got some <laughs> real problems. Uh, you need to really just kind of iron out with the misses. We do. Why do you think she's not on this yeah. week? <laughs> no, I mean, I, it is it is a very good point. It's also it's it, yeah. I mean, that's it. It's super frank. You gotta you gotta come and just figure out what you're gonna do with with childcare. Uh, that is really expensive. Anything to do with any kind of camp. Oh is expensive. God! Don't even talk about and camps. Well, let's just say this: if you're in a like an urban area, my mm-hmm. brother's in the, my brother's in the suburbs where I think a sailing camp was something where he said it was fifteen dollars. I was like, wow, per camp per day? He's like, no, I mean, you know, for thirty weeks or whatever the fuck it was. And, I was like, <laughs> yeah. and after I I got up because uh, I, I had passed out, I was able to to knock to punch him out. To punch uh, your brother out. Yeah, yeah. just just because that's how I that's how I operate. Not a, not a big enough age gap for you guys to avoid the. Fisticuffs. No, right? no. If there was 15 okay. years in between, it would have yes, been. Exactly, exactly. No, we're we're exactly seven months apart. So, um, yeah, I think the the point is is the kids can be expensive, and what comes along with it is really just 
the the care. The care is what is expensive, whether it's school, camp, or a babysitter. Oh my God, babysitters! I mean, look, one of the the benefits of the pandemic, not that not that this has been a benefit, though, is haven't had to pay a babysitter in a year. <laughs> I know. So I got that going for me. But Sarah, actually, one other thing that Sarah Kate mentioned that's really is the stress. Yeah. Then, oh, the sitter can't go. Oh, the sitter can't. Oh, so do you remember? pre-COVID times when we actually went to our stupid offices and our stupid work on the stupid train. Well, guess what? Remember when you'd have to like rearrange your whole schedule and your whole day because the sitter couldn't make it and like everything had already been planned out. And it was like the one day where like everyone's going to the doctor to get flu shots or something. It was just like a total disaster. And so you had to like rearrange everything. That's Am Am I correct? I believe that there have been times where we would be out, like a whole bunch of us would be out, probably like Williamsburg or something, and you and your wife would split it up so that like yes. you would come out for the beginning of the night, and yes. then you would bail, and you would go home and babysit, and not even babysit, just parent your kids. That's correct. And then your wife, when you got home, would come out, and she would tear it up for the that's, rest of the night. That's right. That's not a dream, Mike. You didn't dream that. That actually happened. Interesting strategy. You- Did you like it? Did it work out for you guys? Yeah, that was a very – it was a very – easy flexible way of going out so you'd have so the way it would work um and it kind of worked in both favors so it it was it was even enough where you wouldn't mind one or the other so you would either take the bath through bed Uh scene while the other person was out and then you know swap and then of course you're just super ready to like party once once you've left the bath and bed scene go out and and then, and then, of course, you can stay out as late as you want versus the person who's like, oh, I'm going to come home to a nice – I've got a nice yeah. little buzz on. I'm going to come home to a nice quiet – like. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you're going home. straight from like happier, like straight from the office right out. You don't go home. They handle all everything else. You go – so you get like the momentum from like happy hour for a little while and then you go home. No, we. I don't they, think we. I don't think we did it that way. I think we would only do that on the weekends. You know what I mean? Like uh, on Saturdays, where we, you know, one of us would, if we didn't get a sitter. And actually, I don't think we needed a sitter because. Of but just see that. how ridiculous this is? Just all the logistical juggling yeah, and trying to figure it out. I but do if see. you don't want to pay, spend an extra hundred fifty bucks on the night to get a babysitter for both of you, you do something like that, and you yeah. swap off throughout the night, or you swap off who goes out with who. And okay, here, here's something. You want to know something as a parent? The best thing we've ever done, my my wife and I have ever done in terms of babysitting, was the Sunday at 3 p.m. Yeah, you said Sunday at 3 p.m. babysitter. So just think about this: you get a babysitter for Sunday at 3 p.m. You and your wife go out. The babysitter does dinner, bed, and bath, and you come home at like eight o'clock. So you're out for three. Chill out at home. Yeah, yeah. You've got it. You've you've you're all cocktailed up. You come home, chill out, watch a little TV. You know, you don't, you're not forced to go anywhere. You're like into, a, like I, I just, you know, back in the pre-COVID days, you'd go to the movies. What a waste of time. Whatever. <laughs> the, but the point is, is it's just like you go out, you can have a real. It feels so much longer because. Would you, have, you ever? Like, would you ever get caught up in it and be like, end up staying out to eleven and doing the whole thing and be like, we just, we're just. Riding this high and not, not going on, home. Not, not on Sundays. No, 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 no. No, you work. You're very responsible. Not just that, but like, who wants to stay out to 11? Jesus. My <laughs> God. We're in our 40s. Break. 
An old so man. another thing people talk about being expensive is all the stuff that you have to buy, whether it's the gear. A couple people warned against buying trendy, expensive baby products. I think we've all, especially at the beginning, you try to buy like a miracle product and then you turn out, you know, your kid prefers to like actually go for a ride in the car or for you to just walk around rather than buy like the expensive swingy thing that has different vibration settings and all that shit. But yeah, no, not, not just that, but takes up like your entire living room. Oh, my God. Yeah, it takes up all. Well, look, this is the thing. Cavemen didn't have those kinds of things. And their yeah. kids are fine. Exactly. I mean, yes, their child mortality rate was at an 80%. <laughs> but who gives a shit? Neither here nor there. They're, they're, did you see their living rooms? Unbelievably immaculate. I mean, so, yes, there was a lot of blood and fur and stuff. But other fur. than that, it was off from all the so animals the, that they hunted. The next subtopic was how much like people wish they had known how much stuff they were going to have, right? So... Whit Lynchin says that she, he wishes he or she wishes she had known how many bags you're constantly carrying when leaving the house, how much uh, stuff you have. We were watching uh, a movie shit. the other night, and in the movie, um, it's a comedy, and it's a, it was Look Who's Talking, where Bruce Willis is the voice of the baby. And Kirstie Alley, they're showing like a montage of like how hectic having a newborn is. And at one point, she's like leaving her apartment, and she's carrying all sorts of shit because she's bringing a baby somewhere. And my son just goes, is she moving? <laughs> and Mama Mary and I thought that was so funny because that's what it looks like. Every time you go anywhere when you have a baby or a toddler, you have contingency plans yeah. for everything. Oh. Snacks, change of clothes, extra diapers, bottle, yeah. all this stuff. You have multiple bags, you pack and play, you got strollers. And 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 then, then you get home, and inevitably, like you said, unless you're a caveman with kind of a – spotless living room yeah you got stuff everywhere because you're just exhausted you're dropping it there's baby gear all over the place and uh nothing makes mama buried more stressed out than clutter yeah. um so she shouldn't have had kids yeah there we go so that that's was, on her that was, that's a huge life lesson that she's now learned so um i've been to your house it's been a what while. I've been... <laughs> you but i don't remember that much clutter but i think you have the you have the kids rooms run on, on the other floor. It's yeah, we, we do have. It's funny, actually. Uh, a friend of mine uh, came over and he's uh, he's my age, but he doesn't have kids. and He doesn't um, single. He doesn't have kids. He comes in and just, you know, we, we do. I mean, our stuff is we definitely have stuff, but it's kind of tucked away. It's in those like yeah. bins, like yeah. all the folders. And, my wife always and just, wants to buy more bins. There was like, I, I guess there was like one couple like a couple like a lego set one piece of lego set or whatever or a piece of a lego set that was out and he just immediately was like wow it's all over huh <laughs> <laughs> i was like immediately told him to get the hell out of my house yeah and what did you have him over for don't have any child feel was, free people was, over your house this was a while ago but it was it was funny because um yeah it just it's just funny when you just walk in and someone just immediately is like, oh, wow, you do have a lot of stuff. And you're just like, really? I mean, OK, yeah, I guess we do. God. I mean, yeah, it is. It's get, everywhere. It's all out in the open. All these toys. You, you, you get dead into it, right? You're so used to everything oh. being everywhere that it just becomes part of the scenery. Um, what doesn't become part of the scenery is um, all the gross stuff that kids can lay on. you. And I feel like I don't know that I thought that much about anything besides like changing diapers. Um, but there's a lot more to it. So as Jam76 says, uh, she wished she had known it was so gross. I've caught vomit, been pooped on, and yeah. given enemas. She has given enemas. She says her kids are four and two. Yeah. <laughs> we get a constipated toddler or baby. That's no fun. Um, 
this is good. EMO Rose says the number of times I've cleaned shit out of the shower far exceeds what I would have imagined. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had the poop in the bath thing. Um, thank, knock on wood. That, My kids have uh, never pooped in the bath. We we have one sort of family lore story where my two girls were bathing and all of a sudden my older daughter goes, she's got a tail. She's got a tail. Oh, yeah. oh God. It was so gnarly, but also so awesomely funny. It was so great. But that was the only time that that had ever happened. I so. find it disturbing and I don't like when you bring it she's up. She's got a tail. Just, just really a good. It's, she's the next step in human uh, human yeah. evolution like <laughs> exactly <laughs> a poop right. tail. Yeah. so um i want to get back jam 76 mentioned that that she's caught vomit um yeah. i think i've caught vomit my way i mean just vomit is all over the place so much so that my man pete here yeah his family has a puke bowl i don't we don't catch vomit anymore of course because we're higher up we you have your engraved out. the yeah. anderson family puke bowl yeah it says KitchenAid on it no oh, gosh <laughs> Dude, it's a solid, it's a stainless steel bowl. I hate and it. It's, okay. Do you hate it? Okay, let me. Use do, a trash bag. Do, do you Use hate it more or less than puke in the fibers of a rug or on a sheet or having to like just you, you turn out? Do you use a trash can? Or you use a bowl that next weekend you a use? A trash can that you can't, popcorn. that you can't. Okay, so a trash can. You or you use the popcorn essentially bowl. not only disinfect but then also run in the dishwasher you can't do that with a trash can you don't Mike. know what i do with my trash can i've seen I you i put it the dishwasher and then it disintegrates so what do i <laughs> yeah. care it's a trash can yeah, yeah where did the trash can go i don't know the i never but you grew up your family grew up with pupils as well not, this was not a tradition this is just the common goddamn sense no man. i'm not saying it's a tradition i'm saying but I, like, I you don't need a parents. trash can. It's not that no one's putting seven gallons of puke. It's just, yeah. you know, nah, it's, you just need a bowl. You just need a bowl. I don't like the idea. And then, plus, you can sleep. So, okay. So, rather than putting a gross-ass garbage can in your kid's bed and be like, here, puke in this, Junior, with, like, all sorts of weird shit. in the bed. Well, guess what you can bed. do? Guess what you can do with the with puke bowl? bowl? Is you can ha- you can literally put it next to them. They could. But sleep. what if they like roll yeah, it, over and bump it and it sloshes and spills? <laughs> it's empty when they're <laughs> sleeping next to it. Okay, dude. And what? then if they get what they then generally do is they'll get up, puke, and then they'll bring it to you like some kind of offering in the middle yeah, of the night. Yeah, like a bird, like a cat that killed a bird and wants to impress. Do you know how many times? And every parent knows this. When you when the kid comes in and goes, uh, "Mom, Dad, I got sick," and you're like, "Oh." And the second you just bolt, like it doesn't, you can be dead asleep. You just hear the words, I got sick or I threw up. You, it's like a you shot of adrenaline in the heart. Get out of the house. You're, you're like, I'm you're, out of here. Yeah, yeah. You're up. And then to see your kid standing there with a bowl and it's just all there. And you're like, it, it's <sighs> like, you know, you're like, thank you for say thank you. Because you just it, dump it in the toilet, rinse it out, and you're good to go. And then you're Back done. to bed, little one. Exactly. Good. No more sheets. You, you don't have to do sheets in the middle of the like night the with sheets and 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 pajamas. Come on, man. I don't like the idea of having. I don't even know who you are anymore. Dedicated utensil that I store somewhere. Like, oh, don't eat out of that. That's the puke bowl. Has been puked no. In that's the beauty. Times. That's the beauty. You remember when you came over and you had that salad? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's right. Salad I ever had. Puke bowl. 
All right. So I thought this was funny because I've talked about this from sometime. These next couple. So um, Mama Sure says that she wished she had known that how how boring being home all day with a baby can be. And I've been a stay-at-home dad, uh, and it was not my favorite thing in the world. It is so boring, um, and I agree 100%. Uh, PJ Stelmsch, S-T-E-L-M-C-H, says the same thing. I wish I had known how boring it is. Now, this was one of my arguments last week where when they're really little, they're cute, and the challenges are more inconveniences, you know, hopefully, if you have a healthy baby, um, than an older kid. Right. But the rewards get bigger, too. Right. So babies are sort of boring. You can stare at a baby and he giggles and coos and he, hopefully he goes to sleep. A toddler, not quite as boring because they're lunatics. They do whatever. And then, you know, they become their own people. And you can have conversations. You can show them movies. You can show them Star Wars in the wrong order and ruin a formative experience for an American child. Um, but they, I think it gets less boring sometimes to a fault because this, this, the stress and the problems they have can be tricky. But like being at home. And caring for little children all day, I think, is can be really, really, I'm sure, very, very rewarding for a lot of people, but pretty boring. Would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. I think it is. Um, it, yes. I mean, it comes with its own challenges. I haven't done it. Also, I'll just kind of put it out there. Obviously, my, oh my, wife, God. my wife was saying that as well. Like, yeah, she. It, it, it's it's horribly boring, especially when you kind of get the routine of it. You get it, and then it's like okay, and it's what, what was it, that comment earlier, where there's a certain point at which you're like, when you're a new parent and you're like, oh, this is amazing. You're three months in, or you maybe you're four months in. You're like, you know what? I think we're getting the hang of it. <laughs> yeah. And then you look up and you're like, wait, but this is like, can I go home now? Like, yeah. you know, did I? Am I think I, I won the prize. Am I done? And it's like, no, 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 no. It just you keep doing it, and but no, but how much longer? Forever. Forever. And you just you just take that baby, that little baby, and you just got it. But that's where that's where other moms come into it or other parent givers where you go and you basically go to someone's house, and you hang out yeah. back when pre-COVID times and you would just drink a box of wine. Parenting takes the village, right? It does. It does. Yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, I think one of the things we talked about last week when my wife was on was that like also you can kind of forget the things you used to do for yourself, the identity you had, like for moms and dads who stay home all day with their kids, you know, you, you start to be like, who am I? What is my purpose? Is it to clean up puke? Now I've had a puke bowl, then I wouldn't nope. have to clean up shit. I just dump that just into dump the it. toilet. There you go. So uh, Nick Davis uh, uh, wants to let everyone to know how annoying kids can be. And believe me, you don't have to tell me and Pete. <laughs> we are well aware. But Nick Davis 27 said, he wished he had, he had known how much your kids could just be fucking annoying. You expect this little baby who cries, eats, and shits all day, and is just going to be a wonderful little human forever. But now they talk nonstop. They eat the worst food ever, complain, correct you like, like you're an idiot, and drive you insane. Nothing else in life makes you question your own sanity more than being a parent. They can be the worst people ever, and yet you still love them more than anything. It is the weirdest thing ever. So what he said... Didn't sound boring, um, but didn't sound great. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. So I yeah. would agree. Um, you know what? Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're your kids or not. Kids are annoying. Guess what? Other people are annoying, whether you're related to them, whether they're adults, whether they're children. Humans yeah. are annoying. You're annoying. I'm annoying. We're all annoying. Let's move on. This is annoying. <laughs> What's the next? <laughs> so we all need help. 
we had a whole episode about this, about how angry we were with people who have like family nearby, um, yes. because that is one of the biggest um, perks you can have if you have that as a parent, right? So Missy yes. Wolf 921 says she wishes she had known how to create a support system and ask for help. Um, but there's a flip side to that coin because she also wishes she knew how to create boundaries with her family. Yes. Right. So I know that some families can be pretty intrusive and they're coming over. It's like everybody loves Raymond. They live next door and they're coming over all the time. Um, for mom and Barry and I, our parents are both uh, far enough away that you can't just drop in. You can't pop in. My brother lives. His sister-in-law has like five sisters. They all live nearby. My parents are nearby. So they, for a long time, have like a lot of built in babysitting and that kind of stuff. When you don't have family nearby, you don't have somebody that you can do that with. We have so Poppins. Do they, have a lot of, do they have a lot of pop? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's the annoying. other side of it, right? It's like that can get really annoying because everybody wants to come by. They also think that, like, if they're helping out all the time, maybe they're entitled to a little pop in, right? I don't The way you said it was weird, but okay. <laughs> you know what? All right. You're weird. What does that mean? I'm entitled to a little pop in. Like, that's what? between my brother and, uh, you know, his sister in law. Yeah. Okay. Crochet Zombie Design says that she wishes she would she knew how to ask for help, whether you're asking your spouse, your mom, your cousin, whoever. You need to be sane and healthy to be able to take care of your kid and your spouse. Oh, this doesn't bother me, but a lot of people, she wishes she, she people would stop saying that your spouse babysits your kid. Guess what? Your spouse isn't there to babysit the kid. They help make the little fucker. They can help take care of it. So she's yeah. saying she, she wishes she had known or wishes more parents would know to, to ask for help, even sometimes from their own spouse. How often do you ask your spouse for help? How often do I ask my spouse yes. for help? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's see. It's just I don't have the beauty is I don't have to ask. It's just given to me because oh. I have such a wonderful spouse. What a union. My wife. What a union. Wonderful spouse. Yeah, a wonderful spouse. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as dads in 2021, and you know it's it's all about it's this is a shared experience you know that's that's the real difference between mm -hmm. being a dad these days in our generation versus being a dad in my dad's generation right yeah. like i remember when um so we we have i would say one of the oldest well we, we had the first kid in our friend group or one of the yep. people that have the first kids in our friend yeah, group. yeah you have a 13 year old and, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And uh, at the time, she wasn't 13, though. Keep that no. in mind. So <laughs> it was a very complicated situation. But I remember we brought her around to a party, actually. So this is everyone's like partying and like basically late 20s, hanging out. And the my friend's uh, dad was there and he goes, you know, I've changed more than just a few diapers in my time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, as if like I had just met, like. Michelangelo, the enlightened Renaissance <laughs> man. And and at one point, at both it was like, okay, no, I get that. But also, um, it was it was interesting because he was trying to connect and say, look, I all, I tried to, I helped. I told, yeah. I, I changed more than a few times. If I said I changed more than a few times, that's not even like, I can't even that's think like that because that's all. Not a drop in the bucket. Yeah, it's not a drop. It's just like that we just. You just take care of the kid. You do whatever needs to do. What you need he to do. He was like, I changed a few times. You're like, yeah, no shit. You have kids. Yeah, well, exactly. And that, and I think what's really changed now, especially for, especially, and again, this is a dad podcast for dads, is taking being 
uh, as much a part of that of raising your kids as i mean as much as you possibly can literally yeah. as much as you possibly can so much whether as that's as much as you want to be let's not go crazy as much as legally is allowed exactly. by the, the following states. Once every two weekends, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's funny, but this is a good segue into Kristen Dillon Nine's comment, where she says, I wish someone had told me that I would in no way be able to just do pretty much what my parents did in terms of parenting. She's like, that's what I thought I was signing up for, which I think in a lot of ways, parents were less involved. So look, you can say these days, like we can give kids iPads and do all that stuff and they can go off. But the reality of it is, back in the day, you know, parents weren't quite as involved nonstop yeah. in all their kids' activities. So, like, go out and go do your thing for yeah. – you wouldn't do, see them for do, weeks. Who remembers fucking milk? Remember the milk? <laughs> Every day there was, like, a kid who had disappeared. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Like, that doesn't happen anymore, okay? Allowed, I mean, come unfortunately. On. Yeah, exactly, because no one's allowed to go out anymore because you just – you got – the point is, is every day when we were growing up, a kid would be abducted. Why? Because our parents were stupid, stupid <laughs> idiots who just loved the fact that their kids would go outside, ride their bikes, and get abducted by freedom. Well, the amount freedom. of free time parents had back then was really something. But again, the downside was a lot of abductions. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. This is a real story. A friend of mine told me a story that... He said that his friend was one of those. I mean, this is not funny. Was one of those kids who just went missing. I mean, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Did they Your find friend? him? No. I. That's what I was saying. He he was telling the story so matter of fact. I was like, wait, what? He just said, growing up, I had a friend. He's gone now. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. So that it happens. I don't Yikes. know. I don't know. I yeah, so maybe Kristen Dillon, Kristen Dillon is, is doing her kids a favor by uh, parenting a little bit harder, I think. There We're we definitely more hands-on hands on now, which is uh, more stressful in a lot of ways, um, but also, again, more rewarding. I'm, I'm interested to see, I, I really, and we've talked about this so much, but I'm so interested to see what this net effect is going to have on this next generation. I mean, yeah. we, already, we have, yeah. obviously, millennials, I mean... We have, you know, which I think we're uh, pretty close with anyway. Um, but the the idea that you're special, those participation awards like that is, you know, you're starting to see how that manifests itself in what people, influencers, society, like yeah. all of this, this concept of like, look at me, look at me. Um, I think that's really interesting. I just find that really, really interesting. You want to see where it pays off, like 20 years from now when these people are the, are running things. Yeah. I mean, look, because it all I mean, if you just look at politics these days, I mean, there, there is it's I know it's both broad, but it's also pretty it, you can dr really drill it down and get pretty specific with like, you know, were you a latchkey kid? Were you, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. a helicopter parent? Were you told you were special every single day that you existed and, you know, whatever. Um, and and I and I think. Again, this is part of the reason that I do this podcast because I, I want to try and I just like getting curious and trying to figure out breaking it what, down what just it is that it we're doing, what it is we're doing here. And if we're well, so not. it's funny. So the topic of, of these two episodes is what we wish we'd known about being parents before we became parents. And as I've said a million times, we won't know. And I said this last week, we won't know if all the parenting we've done paid off or was good 
not even right. There's no way to ever know if what you did was right or wrong unless you have a control experiment and you're doing the exact same or opposite thing to somebody else. You're not going to know for like 30 years if your kids yeah. turn out okay. And then you still can't break it down and be like, all right, this was a direct result of how I parented this or how I parented that, whether it was a latchkey kid or right. you know right. a free range kid or whatever, right? It's impossible to tell. So, so much of this is a crapshoot. You just kind of got to, you just, there's some things obviously wrong, like showing them the prequels before your <laughs> yeah. personal trilogy. I mean, I mean that in the moment ass shit is that just you obvious. should do like that. Like, don't ruin your kid's childhood by showing them the Phantom Menace to begin with. Learn from me, people. Let me be the pariah, the mistake, the fool that I am. Well, you know what? I don't think any of us here on this podcast have a problem with letting you be the fool, Pete. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I accept. I humbly accept. Um, so, all right, man. Well, listen, that was good. Do you think we got all of it? Yeah, I think we pretty much got all of it. One thing I wanted to bring up before we wrap up, um, I meant to bring it up earlier, is I did start watching The Boys, which you were talking about a lot uh, a year or so ago. Yes. Uh, I'm halfway through the first season, so jury's still out. Jury's out? No, no, no. I, I enjoy watching it. I think a lot of it tries really hard to be, like, edgy and nuts. The episode with the plane... Um, which is like episode four, um, yeah. where Homelander and the chick get on the plane. I thought that that was really interesting, that whole thing that happened there. Um, and I'm a big fan of Starlight. I'm a big fan oh, of Starlight. Starlight's fantastic. Yeah, it's well, adorable. It's Girl good. Next Door. It's good, it's good. It gets it gets even better. So, I've heard um, season two is really good, so I'm excited. So I just wanted to let you know that, you know what, hey, maybe the first time ever that you recommended a piece of pop culture or saw something before me, um, and I'm checking it out. Yeah. Well, you know what, Mike? I eventually I thought like you sitting home watching all the TV that you do. Eventually, I'd find something <laughs> on this wide world. Of internet. I, I was gonna get to it eventually, just during a pandemic. Like, yeah. so maybe it wasn't even your recommendation. I no. shouldn't have even brought it up. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. You, you made a huge <laughs> mistake in doing that. So um, we are coming up on 100 episodes. Um, yes. It's been a hell of a journey. We don't know what we're gonna do. I'm probably gonna put out some kind of call for questions. If anybody has questions for you and I. Uh, or for maybe for uh, my wife as well about, you know, what, you know, about why on earth you would show somebody the prequels first or why someone would marry me, that kind of stuff. So what is this? This is 98. So that's just two episodes away. Ooh, we're getting close, guys. We are getting close. I can't believe believe we've come this far. And you guys hear that? <laughs> That's the scraping metal hand of this podcast exactly. crawling along the floor. And you know what? Crawling along through a pandemic and still making it work. We did we do it. We haven't seen each other in person. We haven't. In I'm just going to say, and I also want to just say, look, I, I, you know, this, the audio has not always been great and it has been problematic, but that's just how we're doing, living our lives these days. Yeah. Get off our backs, basically. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, that's me to me because I just. Unless you, I uh, look, unless you have given us money through Patreon, shut up. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding, people. Uh, if you want us to improve the audio quality, throw some throw some coin at us. Jeez. Wow. Oh, there we go. That would have. That's what the thing a, I wish I had known about starting a parenting podcast was how expensive and time consuming it could be. But you know what? Rewarding, people. <laughs> It's not all about you, Mike. It's about me. Exactly. There you go. All right. We will be back um, in some incarnation next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much.